turn your Bible this evening to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Bob, I'll stay close to this this evening if you don't mind. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we'll read verses 1 through 9. 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 9 in your Bibles. I'll endeavor not to keep you too late. I, I just, I, you all cannot see this, but we have a new top here on the pulpit area. Uh, for a long time, um, I, I would always feel like I was kind of not enough room, and I, I would uh, joyfully complain about that. And, uh, and so some heard that, and Brother Dwyer, over these past few weeks, just reconfigured this up here, and it's just um, so much... I like it, and uh, so uh, I don't know if you do or not, but you, when you, next time you preach, you, you'll like it too. So uh, anyway, I thank Brother Dwyer for putting this together, such a blessing. Second Timothy chapter number 3, verses 1 through 9, the title of our time together, what will the end be like? What will the end be like? Second Timothy chapter 3, begin reading in verse number 1, this, also, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Let me say that again. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres, which withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but but they should proceed no further For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Here tonight we're going to look at these passages. And Paul is writing to the young preacher Timothy. And he tells him what the latter days begin to look like. And there are places in our Bibles where it tells us exactly what to expect. We're told exactly what to expect um, and right before what to see and what to recognize right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And this, this here in this passage we just read is one of those places. Reading these passages uh, that Paul has given to us uh, is like reading really a, the front page of the Chattanooga Times and Free Press on a daily day basis. As you read these things, you begin to see these things unfolding because you see all the things that are written in here you see taking place in our world today. What you read out of 2 Timothy chapter 3 are the same things that we see in and around our world as we listen to the the news cycles that really cycle over and over and over again. And it's the same things that are happening this is a, there is a sense that these things have always been in place. The, the things that are mentioned here, they've always been there. These sins have always been sin. Um, there is no such thing as a new area in which maybe men sin. 
And of course, always devising new ways and new opportunities. But the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life, those things are the foundations from which sin come from. So there's a sense where these things have always been around since the beginning of time. But in the last days, there will be an increasing in these things. There will be an increasing in these types of sins. There will be an increasing in the wickedness and licentiousness of the world. We see these things beginning to take off like never before. These kinds of things will increase not only in number, but they will increase in excess um, and in popularity. As you see these things mentioned, what we see today is a popularizing of sin, a popularizing, uh, a seeking to make it mainstream uh, in our school systems. They are seeking to make sin that's cultural, uh, and it's, it's going on in our culture today. Uh, they're teaching it. This is normal. Um, you begin to see... Um, on the billboards and around different types of things that are uh, promoting particular kinds of sin. You now begin to see things coming into your home, uh, advertisements. My wife was mentioning some advertisements that had came uh, to our home in recent days or recent weeks that were popularizing homosexuality. And now you used to see things and you'd see home ownership and these kinds of things with, uh, with a man and a woman. Now you're seeing uh, of like uh, gender now together. And, and so there's a popularizing of these things. I even noticed recently that uh, there, are, there seem to be corporations that have caught on to this. I don't know if they've just uh, put the finger uh, to, the, to, the, to the winds and to see which direction the wind is blowing to try to catch on. But there seems to be even those folks are now catching on and hoping to cash in, if you will, on the sin of this world. I, I noticed even in recent days uh, something called Realtor. Uh, dot com. The Realtors Association have now made their logo a uh, a uh, a rainbow type logo, and it is everywhere that you see. and And these things are increasing. We see these types of things literally taking off. Homosexuality, transgenderism, perverse lifestyles. These are the uh, the like that has been popularized and promoted in nearly every walk of life in America today. What once used to be hidden sin, even uh, as early as five years ago, you would agree with me here, even as early as five years ago, or maybe even before, now has become popular and mainstream today. Uh, There's no such thing as uh, closet sin anymore. Uh, It is all out in the open. It's all for everyone to see, and, and it's being popularized is being promoted even to the youngest of youngest of our generation and 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 like it or not uh, this this is true uh, the bible believing christian the church going faithful christian uh, we are becoming a breed a dying breed that seems to be going by the wayside, unless we see people saved, unless we see revival, unless people hear the gospel and trust Jesus Christ, then there is becoming quickly more of them than there are of us. May I say it that way? And so we see our world and our culture literally going down the tubes. 
Uh, I mentioned it this morning. The month of June is now regarded as, as what many call as Pride Month. In, 19, in 2019, in the 1st of June, the, home, the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage in our nation. And now it's celebrated by a month of parading of perversion uh, all across America. Uh, we're seeing sin becoming exceedingly sinful. Always been sinful, but exceedingly even more and more. Exceedingly immoral, exceedingly wicked. These are the last days. Let me say that again. These are the last days. I think all of us, according to the Bible, uh, all of us would agree that we are living in the last days. Um, God cannot, God will not bless a nation that's steeped in immorality that's steeped in rebellion against him. Uh, I want us to see from our text tonight some things uh, very quickly that will take place, some things that will help us recognize the last days. First of all, these last days are predicted. They are predicted. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. They shall come. These last days have been predicted in the Bible, and we are, in fact, living in those days. We're seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled every day in our lives. I think maybe we're seeing as much Bible prophecy being fulfilled in our lifetime than any time prior. Uh, We see the Bible literally coming true. These are, again, the last days. They are definite days. They're definite days that have come, will come, the Bible says, and have come. The last days, their last days. Go with me, hold your place, and go with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 4. 1 Timothy chapter number 4. 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heeds to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with hot iron. So these are the last days, and these days are definite. Last days. There's a sense in which the world, in Bible, if we look at our Bible, the Bible has been living, we've been living as the church has been living in the last days ever since Jesus ascended back to heaven. Paul talked about living in the last days. And here Paul's writing this letter. He's dealing with living in the last days. Uh, We are seeing the last days, the last of the last days. If we have been living in those last days for these 2,000 plus years, uh, then these are the end of those last days. 2 Timothy 3, we're living in the last of these last days. These days are winding up. Uh, There are some that would teach and try to proclaim that this world will become a utopian uh, idea and a concept that we will usher in the millennial kingdom because it's just going to get better and better. That's against Bible. Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that we can expect these days to come. And we are, I really believe, at the end of this time period. There are not many more days left. There are not many more days left. Now, we are not date setters. We're not date setters, nor do we intend to be date setters. Boy, I can't imagine 
those men and people have tried to set those dates only to, to figure out that it didn't come. They missed it, and so they have to come up with some uh, game plan to try to figure out and work, a, uh, work around that one. We're not date setters, but we are to be sign discerners. Understand, know the times. Sign discerners. Look with me at, book, at Matthew, if you would, Matthew chapter number 24. Matthew 24. Matthew 24, we'll begin reading in verse number 3, and we'll read down to verse number 12. Matthew 24, begin reading in verse number 3. Jesus is speaking, and as he set, verse number 3, as he set upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdoms against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. And all these things... The beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise up, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. Here he's talking about the last days, and we certainly see these things taking place in which we live. We are living in that time period, and I believe the last days have set in. We would look outside and discern as we would see the clouds coming. We would see the rain. We would say it this way. It looks like the rain has set in. Well, I think we can be discerners of the time and say the last days have set in. They are definite days we are living in them they are difficult days we say in our we see in our text in in second timothy he says perilous times shall come difficult days there's been a storm brewing for years and now it's started to pour literally all around us we've seen for decades when they took the bible out of the classrooms out of the courthouse I remember the fights, the, the battles, the, the spiritual battles, and, and the battles from our pulpits simply because they were taking, I shouldn't say simply, enormously because they were taking uh, the Ten Commandments out of the legislature, out of the courthouses, out of the places. How do you expect a, a man to, to live godly if you take God's law out from under him? Uh, a man's going to do what's right in his own eyes. But I remember those days when, when that was a, an enormous thing. It was a big deal. And now we are seeing these things, they have taken off, and we see it going even further than I think we would have ever imagined. And those that fought to take those Ten Commandments out in those days, they knew exactly, the devil knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly the end result. He knew exactly where he wanted to take it, uh, what he wanted to do with this nation. And he's accomplished so much 
of what he has set out to do. They will be difficult days. They're definite. They're difficult. They'll also be defiant days. Defiant days. There is no fear of God whatsoever, it seems to me, in our land. No fear of God whatsoever. We will invoke his name, but there's no fear of God whatsoever in our land. Romans chapter number 1 speaks so loudly here. Romans 1, let me read you verses 20 and following. Romans 1, if you want to follow along your Bibles. Romans 1 chapter 1 verses 20 and following. Speaks so loudly about this matter. For the invisible things of him... From the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and were, their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man." And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness. Through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their, uh, their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. Please note that. It is against nature. What we see taking place today is against nature. Verse 27, And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which, is, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, in their thinking, in their lifestyles, didn't like to retain God in any of these matters, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. That's a mind that's given over. That's a mind that, a reprobate mind that is one that is just uh, given over to the sin that they have chosen. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, verse number 32, just is an enormous verse. Who knowing. It told us back at the beginning that the invisible things of God are clearly seen. But even though they're clearly seen, man has chosen to reject God. And who knowing the judgment of God, they that which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Wow. What a profound passage of Scripture. How Romans chapter 1 speaks so clearly of today. The last days, 
that are predicted, the last days that are pictured. We go back to our passage of 2 Timothy and we see these last days are pictured. We could also find them there in the text that we just read. The last days are pictured. In these passages, we have a catalog of gross sin. Every sin imaginable, every sin uh, can be cataloged under the heading that's found, these headings that are found here in these passages in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Here we see what society will look like, and we sure see it today. We see the inward attitude of mainstream society, the inward attitude. He begins telling us out of verse number 2, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. It really starts here. It really starts here. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Uh, This is not self-esteem. Proper biblical self-esteem will help you do right. It will help you do right. But this is unbiblical self-extreme. This is heading headlong into lust. Uh, Having it your way. That's what one corporation said. Have it your way. A passion to please self. And as we begin, it's interesting that we see this is the the beginning of the entire catalog here because it all boils down under this. Pleasing self. Lovers of their own selves. He goes on to say they're covetous. Another form of selfishness. Now, there's nothing wrong with having money. Nothing wrong with having money. The problem arises when money has us, when materialism has us. Um, You know, the world today says, I deserve this. I deserve it. It's mine and I deserve it. I, I deserve what I want and when I want it. Give to me what you have so I don't have to work for it. That's the idea of today. Give to me what you have so that I do not have to work for it. And if you don't give to me, you're doing injustice to me. You're doing wrong. You are somehow now the one that is caught up in sin. It's not me, it's you. I want what you have. If you don't give me what you have, I'll either take it or I'll cry foul. Uh, That's the idea, this idea of covetousness that we see all around us. He goes on to say they're boasters. Boasters, this is an outward attitude. Uh, You think of just the term pride month. Boasting of sin. Boasting of sin. Braggards. Men uh, has all the answers. Uh, All the answers to men's needs. Politicians will take care of you. We'll fix it for you. We'll get you what you need. He says proud. I think this is dealing with an arrogant spirit, an arrogant inward attitude. The arrogant inward attitude, a lover of self, explains an outward attitude of a way of lifestyle, a type of lifestyle. Blasphemers, those who blaspheme. First John 2 and 18, little children It is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last 
time. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Wow, what a... Added to the list, disobedient to parents. There are statistically today, uh, the last thing that I read said that there were 625 juvenile detention centers in America. 625 juvenile detention centers. At any given time, statistically at any given day, 60,000 youth under 18 are incarcerated in these detention centers. Any given day, 60,000 youth under 18 years of age. Just this month in June, there was a 15 and a 13-year-old who pleaded guilty to second-degree murder for a carjacking that killed a 66-year-old Uber Eats driver in Washington, D.C. Tried to steal his car from him. 13 years old. 15 years old, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unthankful, and unthankfulness, a picture of the times in which we live, ingratitude, no sense of being able to see anything that you have been given, that which you do not deserve. God gives us everything, and we can so easily become unthankful. Everything that God gives us is a blessing from the grace of his hand. We do not deserve anything, but the idea is, does I deserve this? But yet, there's an unthankful spirit. He goes on to say, another one added is unholy. Again, no fear of God, no reverence for spiritual matters. No reverence for spiritual matters. Without natural affection. I believe maybe this is dealing with the family structure. And certainly the family structure is broken in our land today. Broken as far as the definitions are given by the world, by the Supreme Court, by the the highest offices and legislatures of our land. Without natural affection, truce breakers cannot be trusted. Undependable. Cannot be trusted. False accusers, slanderers, and gossips. Boy, the political system is full of this, is it not? It seems like the the way up is to tear somebody else down. Destroy uh, the name of someone else. Your opponent is literally to tear them down. Incontinent. No self-control. No restraint. No self-control, no restraint. Fierce, the idea there is simply brutal, animal-like behavior. High-minded, conceited is the idea there. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Here we see the spiritual condition of the heart. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. The spiritual condition of the heart. He goes on to say, having a form of godliness. Having a form of godliness. There is a claiming of religion, but no life that shows that it has made a difference. A form of godliness. Just recently, I happened to walk into a particular situation where the the other party that was happened to be in the area, they did not know I was in the vicinity. And and I just heard from another area, there was uh, 
all sorts of, of foul language and, 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 and cursing, and you wouldn't, it, would just, it, it just was something that I chose not, wish I had not heard. And, and then all of a sudden, these individuals came around the corner and they saw me. They said, oh, you're the preacher, right? And then they began to seek to dialogue with all kinds of spiritual things. Just tell me how spiritual and how church-loving and church-going and how good God had been to them in their lives. A form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Someone said, when you have a form that has no force, your religion is a farce. I think that's pretty good. A form that has no force in your life, that has not made a difference in your life, it's a farce. It does not exist. The last days are predicted according to the Bible. The last days are pictured according to the Bible. And even as we see this and we see it going a step further, the last days are even promoted. Boy, we are seeing a promotion of this like never before. A promotion like never before. The corporations have caught on to it. The sports have caught on to it. From the collegiate level to the professional level. The high schools, the universities, they've all caught on to it. It's being promoted. Verses 6 through 9. For of this sort are they which crept into houses and led captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres, which withstood Moses, so do these who resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. Uh, there's a promotion that's going, on, going in to this. There's something that's going forward. Again, an increasing in this. There is now and there will be more to come those who will actually promote the kinds of lifestyles that we have just read about. They're promoting it. Promote the kinds of lifestyles that we have just read about. What used to happen, we would say, what used to happen way over there is going to happen here. Well, what's happened way over there is now here as well. It's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're living among this kind of thing today. In verse number 6, we see with regards to these people, they're the kind of sort that creep into houses. They're deceitful. They're seeking to deceive. They are defiant. Deceitful and defiant. They creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins. They're depraved. They lead away those who are easily led away with lust. They deceive with lust. They're defiant. They're deceitful. They're depraved. Verse number 7 says with regards to these people, they are blind leaders of the blind, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Intellectual, but remain ignorant. Intellectual, but remain ignorant with regards to the word of God and the truth of God's word. Verse number 8, he mentions Janus and Jambres. Only two places that this is mentioned, these two are mentioned in the Bible. Bible scholars and, and those 
who would know Bible history and extra biblical writings with regards to history, suppose that these two men were magicians, the magicians, the possibly the two magicians of Pharaoh who opposed Moses and Aaron when he threw down his rod. They threw down their rod as well. Possibly these were those kind, these two particular men. But they oppose Bible truth. The Bible says they resist the truth. They resist the truth. Their minds are corrupt. They're reprobate concerning the faith. They are, because they have rejected God, God has now rejected them. That's the idea of a reprobate. They have outright rejected God, so God has rejected them. God has given them over, it says. The last days, they're predicted, they're pictured, they're promoted, even in our homes today. But understand, the last days will proceed no further. There's going to come a time they'll proceed no further. Verse number 9, but what would you put in all of this this bad news right here, would you, put a, would you put a big mark around that three-letter word, but they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. These two men, their folly was manifest. They did not trust God. If that's true, that these were the two magicians, two that were following in Pharaoh's court, they learned and understood that God was greater than they were. They will proceed no further. God has ordained a stopping point to all of this. He's ordained a stopping point. God says this, it will end here. It will end now. And we are living in those days. And I believe we're getting close to that stopping point. Listen, God always has the last word. And it's victory. Victory in Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that He is Lord. The glory of the Father. They shall proceed no further. In the last days, these things will take place. But God is still upon His throne. God is still in control. And then lastly, notice in the last days, the promises of God are forever true. The promises of God are forever true. Verse number 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and faith. The promises of God. God always blesses Bible doctrine. Bible doctrine will not fail. It will not Become archaic, it will not go away, it will always be relevant to everyday living, and God will always bless His Word. Doctrine, He says, you've known my doctrine, the the truth of God's Word. You've known my manner of life, the promises of God to those who live according to His book. He said, you've known these things. The manner of life, my purpose... Our purpose is for God. God will bless those that live a life purposed to serve Him. You know my purpose. You know my faith. God will bless faith. God will never disappoint faith. He will never disappoint faith. God always bless long-suffering. 
And I'm thankful for the long-suffering. God, why do you allow these things to take place? Why are we seeing these? Why are we going through these things? God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. The mercy and the grace and the forbearance, the long-suffering of God. God's giving lost men and women, boys and girls, the opportunity to be saved. Those may be some of your family. This may even be some of you. God's giving an opportunity to be saved, trusting in Him, long-suffering, charity, that of love. You've known the way I've loved. You've known the long-suffering. You've known the patience. All of these things pay off with God. They pay off with God. Look what he says in verse number 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith that is in Christ Jesus. He says in the midst of all this, continue. Continue thou in the things which you know to be true. Continue in this book. Continue in the truth of God and His promises. Continue, continue, continue. Keep on. Don't let up. Look at chapter 4 and verse number 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only but unto all them also that love His appearing. Continue. Continue in the things that you've learned. Continue in this book. Continue in faith in God. God makes all things right. The last days, in the last days, the promises of God are forever. And we can... Bank on that. We can live according to that truth. We are living in the last days. But boy, I'm thankful for the promises that God has provided for us. And I'm thankful that although we see the things that are transpiring around us, they will proceed no further. God will one day put a stop to it all. And we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Praise His holy name. Let's bow our hearts in prayer.